the very latest from our local ag industry. The Farming Show with Dylan Honkoop is next on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. Hi, I'm Steve, co-host of In the Shop, Saturdays from 9 to 10 on KGMI 790. I own Panacea Automotive Repair. Did you know that the definition of panacea is a remedy for all ills or difficulties, a cure-all? At Panacea, honesty is our priority. We won't sell you products you don't need or do repairs that aren't necessary. We understand the necessity of a good working relationship, so we take pride in giving our clients quality service. Panacea Auto Repair, service you can trust on Britain Road behind Iron Man Movers or at PanaceaAuto.com. Now you can mow, dig, grade, haul, and more with the perfect solution for your property, a Branson tractor. Save your back and your wallet with one of our compact but powerful tractors here at Farmers Equipment Company. Stop by and choose from our full line of Bransons to take on your toughest tasks. With tractors from 19 to 55 horsepower, we have a Branson compact or utility tractor that is perfect for you. Want to use a rotary cutter to tame that tall brush on your property? You can do that. What about snagging a scoop from that pile of gravel to maintain your driveway free of potholes? You can do that too. Branson's six-year warranty along with our factory-trained technicians will make sure your new tractor is always running great. Get the tractor you want and the peace of mind you need at Farmers Equipment Company. To learn more, visit us online at FarmersEquip.com or stop by our locations in Linden or Burlington today. Farmers Equipment Company, serving the Pacific Northwest for over 86 years. A conservative take on issues important to Whatcom County and the Pacific Northwest. This sounds crazy that you're going to tell the schools you must do extra service for those kids with learning difficulties. But when it comes to especially gifted kids, we can't give them special classes because it doesn't include a sufficient percentage of kids of color. Yes, that's what's actually happening in Washington State. Lars Larson, noon to three each weekday on KGMI. A top national expert is taking a look at the water crisis here in Whatcom County. And she's out with at least some initial findings that show what we have here between not enough water in the late summer and too much water in the winter, the fall, the winter, you know, the flooding, all these things, plus all of our water rights confusion, uh, this is all solvable. And there is a process to do this. And we should not, after reading what she has to say in her memo on this, we should not be thinking that we're, we have to reinvent the wheel here. We have to do this alone. This has been done in many other parts of the country. She's sharing examples of other places where they've solved water crises like the one we have here in Whatcom County in the Nooksack River Basin. This is good news. This is light at the end of the tunnel. But will we have the wherewithal to actually go forward with us? Welcome back to The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Glad to be here with you on your Saturday morning. Also in studio with me this morning is Fred Lickle, the executive director of Whatcom Family Farmers. I work for Whatcom Family Farmers as well, full disclosure. And Fred and I work a lot on these issues, and he has uh, much more history in all of it. Uh, than I, and so I'm glad to have him here along. The headline in the Linden Tribune 
um, of late is that, uh, you know, a top expert has been uh, working with the local farming community on this situation. Who are we talking about? Her name is Ramsey Krupp. We've had her here on the program in the past ahead of uh, uh, when she joined us for an event to, to get to know us and see what's going on out here and share some of the initial things that she knows about how to solve water crises and water rights issues. Uh, of course, the state has a certain plan that we have highlighted time and again here about just how damaging the state's plan is. Hers is entirely different in, in a lot of ways than that. It's like what we've been talking about, but what she's explaining gives us a whole lot more detail as to how this could actually work. I think a lot of people have been thinking, Fred, that farmers are just, you know, grasping at straws saying, well, they don't want this thing, you know, this lawsuit that the state has planned for water rights in Whatcom County. And so they've been saying, oh, we need to collaborate as kind of some sort of red herring or, or, or something. Yes. Or, or it, it's like, come on, that's not really going to work. That's not going to bring us certainty. That's not going to solve the issue. The state has said, well, the only way to solve the issue is, is through their path. And what, what we're discovering here is not only is there an alternative, but the alternative is far superior to Absolutely. what, the, what the, the, the state is planning. So talk about um, what, uh, and again, Ramsey Croft that we're talking about, she, she was a former assistant solicitor with the U.S. Department of the Interior. Yep. She has dealt with several of these kinds of issues in basins across the western United States. Exactly. This isn't somebody who always oh, some you know, prejudicial, biased, you know, oh, she's following the farmers or anti-adjudication, and that's all what this is about. No, um, we've been saying all along adjudication would be a real disaster for a lot of people, not mm -hmm. just for farms. It doesn't solve anything. Well, we went out and looked and talked to a number of people, including herself, that is, are people who said there are solutions out there. There are very good solutions out there. And let's take a look at what some of those are. And, and it was really encouraging to hear from her that, yes, yes, there are other basins, um, including it's even preferred. I mean, it's been preferred by the... Uh, I believe it's a Western States coalition of, of mm -hmm. which includes all the governments of of the you know in the West that deal with water issues and the others to say yeah. yeah to the state governments to say let's work on what solutions look like let's work together and find collaborative solutions. Well, I I think the the process here was the state said oh we're going to go ahead with this lawsuit. Farmer said no this is a terrible idea this is going to destroy us and it's going to hurt fish it's going to hurt communities it's not going to solve the big problems that we have with flooding etc cetera, etc cetera. right and then the rebuttal was well but we got to do this and, and then and then our response was no there is another way it's collaboration and then the response was to that wow we don't want some kumbaya feel good you know we need something that's legal um, that actually solves these problems. I think the perception was we're, we're talking about collaboration and negotiation and working together as a community rather than fighting each other in Correct. court. I think that that was seen as, oh, kind of a wimpy way out or it wasn't really solid. It didn't really... in. You know, I would say the argument in, instead, Dylan, was that we've tried that before. You know, it, they've been too. trying. They've yeah. been trying for thirty years. It didn't work, so we just have to go to the legal solution. But, but the reality is, I would say, you know, when you look at it, that there weren't those tools in place. They hadn't seen these things been done before. Now you look back in the history of you know throughout the United States and in places like in Idaho and in Colorado and in Wyoming and New Mexico and others, where they have these basins where they have actually worked together 
and led to collaborative solutions that have been positive for everybody that's been involved in it and have solved many issues. And in so doing, they actually get a, a, a tremendous amount of funding, um, bipartisan funding from the Congress. Uh, it, it has become a real win-win. And, you know, as I was saying before, Ramsey Croft is somebody who, who isn't just a, you know, a biased lawyer to one side. She's somebody who worked in the Department of Interior for quite a number of years working on these solutions and is now oftentimes a mediator in these things. And she has helped us come forward with, look, folks, there are solutions if we sit down. But now we really have to actually get to the point of sitting down and discussing them. And that's been the challenge, starting with the Department of Ecology. This is the Farming Show, by the way. Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. Fred Lickle with Whatcom Family Farmers is also with us here in studio this morning, uh, continuing the the ongoing long-term conversation about solving our water crisis here in the Nooksack River Basin, uh, not just making sure, I mean, we need to make sure there's enough water in the stream for fish. We need to make sure there's enough for our cities and people and humans and also for local agri- food and agriculture to continue to happen. And we also need to make sure there's not too much water to the point where we have a disaster like we did still less than a year ago. Um, and I think that's, you know, we pointed out how the state's plan doesn't address all those issues. Here is a pattern, a, a process that does address those issues, allows room for that. And here we have someone, again, you, you read what, what Ramsey has to say, and she shares examples of multiple other yes. basins where this has happened. She's also sharing examples of places where they went forward with more of the process that our state wants here for the Nooksack Basin, just a straight lawsuit. And those generally have not worked out. That is correct. It's it, They don't have any examples of where it has worked without a collaborative solution. I mean, even here in Washington State, right, we've talked about before with the Yakima yeah. situation, it took 30 years of fighting before they got to saying, hey, look, let's have a solution. And that's been the big thing that we have been promoting here is we need that solution put in place. If you look at some of the fallacies that are, are connected with those who have said, oh, the adjudication absolutely has to, you know, has to yeah. happen, that whole right. idea of, well, you can't, even, you can't even start collaborating until that lawsuit, the adjudication, which is a lawsuit, happens. We found that that is factually not true. Yeah. Um, and even if you do have an adjudication, um, it works way better when you have when it is guided by a collaborative process where the settlement lays right. down what's going to happen instead of rather it than just being starting in the court and being guided directed by a judge and lawyers. Exactly. So Ugh. yeah, once again, we it, it, there isn't any proof uh, on the other side of it that an adjudication alone will do the job. But that gets at another myth right there in what you say. Is, is there's a myth that's been promulgated by those supporting this state adjudication, state lawsuit called adjudication, that, well, that's the only way to get legal certainty. We have to go to the courts. We have to get legal certainty. So we have to go down this route. What you're talking about with collaboration will never get us anything solid and enforceable. Well, that is correct. Um, Yeah, they want to say that adjudication is the only way to get it to legally enforceable. And I want to make sure that we say 
it's not as if you don't need something to legally bind it. I, I think it's yeah, important to exactly. point out that that the water rights, for instance, for salmon, have never been quantified. And we're not against saying, look, we need to have a certain amount of water in the stream for salmon. Yes. I don't think there's been any farmer who said that. We would love to see certainty for them as well as for us. It's just that the process that has been put forward falsely by ecology in the past of you have to do this adjudication, and this is the only way yeah. to do it. We have, we've not only been saying it wasn't true, but now we've factually have approved that it, in fact, isn't true. So Yeah, it's this concept that a collaborative approach that results in building trust, relationships, negotiating, bringing everyone's concerns to the table, figuring things out, that that process doesn't somehow ultimately lead to a legal agreement and legal certainty and something that's enforceable is false because it does lead to that. And in fact, it's more likely to achieve something that can be legally agreed upon than something that starts in the courtroom. Right. And don't we all want to get to a spot where we say, you know, as we have said in this program, we all know, especially here in the Pacific Northwest, that we have, it's not, it's not that we don't have the amount of water that we need. My Mm -hmm. goodness, we have more than enough water. Mm -hmm. That's not the issue. And, you know, Ramsey and others who have come in here and told us of, I would say they've almost drooled over the resources that we have. Because they're used to, for for those who've been out there, have heard about the horror stories in the Colorado River Basin and in other basins in the desert. Yeah, in in California as well, where there just isn't enough water. And they're trying to figure out how to portion that best. That's not our issue here. The issue is we, you know, we have, we have the, the water. We've got to manage it. Yes, we just need to manage it. And a collaborative process is what's going to get you there. An adjudication by itself does not get there. And we've even had the Department of Ecology admit as much to that. So we're not going to get there until we start talking about what those solutions are. So why don't we do that? Why aren't people collaborating? And, I, you know, I say that as a rhetorical question because there are, are plenty of reasons, I suppose. But I, I, I think some who, who have stood in opposition to this need to give this a good long think Absolutely. And, and say, okay, so why not go about this the way that's been proven to work many, many times around the country rather than pursue a process that has been proven not to work that's antiquated, that ends up creating more problems and more division, it just doesn't make sense. And so here we have something. We have a, a, a program, a plan. It, it's not specific to our basin per se. Every situation has particulars that are different, but it's a concept that can work here, And there as, are, the, as this expert, Ramsey Krupp, has shown. Yes, and there are probably two parts to your question of why hasn't it worked here. As I mentioned before, the first is, there were a couple efforts that tried and 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 failed. Um, I, I would say, you know, without getting into the details of those, it looks like they just didn't have the tools. Some of it was they just didn't have the tools in place uh, and or the passion to figure out, you know, you, you run into a block, well, what do we do here? And it was just easier to back away. I, I well, think that's takes, a big part. It, it takes leadership to say, right. stick your neck out and say, we're going to take initiative here and do something rather than always trying to just cover your butt Right. And constantly study and somehow wish that someday the studies will fully back you up so then you won't have to take any risk in moving forward yeah. and saying this is going to be the solution. I think that come, that's the case in a lot of government. And that's yeah. certainly the case here. And I think that's still the case right now with kind of the deadlock on getting anywhere on this issue, both on the water supply side and the flooding issues that 
Yeah, that let's, work is let's, let's study stalled it. out. Yeah, let 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 let's study it. We need to study it more to make to re- achieve a certainty. And you know, the reality is, with leadership, you're never going to re- re- you know achieve 100 percent certainty. You got to take some, a risk. At some point, you got to take. Colin Powell. Colin Powell. Right. This yeah, the 70, 40, 40 rule. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you don't have quite 40 below 40 percent of the information you need, it's too early to act. Right. If you have over 70% of the information that you need and, aren't, and, and you aren't acting, you're in the wrong. Yeah, it's time to go. So these yeah. folks that want 100% of the information. Which we're, ne- we're never going to get there. We're going to get there, yeah. and it's inappropriate to do that. But, and, and when you get to that point of that 70%, you, you're going to be able to make some adjustments on the fly. The key is let's get started. Let's get the process going. And I think the second thing that's key there is that ecology is the one that decided to push that adjudication was the only answer. Sometime in the last couple of years, they had some key people who decided, yeah, this is just this is the only solution. And so when they pushed at that as the only solution, it created for others this whole idea of, well, that must be the only solution because because the other things didn't mm-hmm. work in the past. So let's go that way. But the reality is, if you look at history, the answer that Ramsey has put together here is the answer. This is where we will get together. This is where we will solve our issues. Some people listening right now are probably saying, what about flood stuff? What about, you know, fixing the river? And by the way, our guest right now is Fred Lickle, uh, executive director of Whatcom Family Farmers. I work with him at Whatcom Family Farmers. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Here on the Farming Show on KGMI, the reality that we're seeing here with what this national expert has laid out as, as the possible path forward to actually solve the water crisis in Whatcom County is uh, of the two options, if you want to compare that to just the pure court process. That, that the state wants. This other option that involves collaboration and negotiation is the only one that can address and allow some of those fixes to go forward. Absolutely. And if, I mean, because we've talked in the past, we need to pursue all possible options as far as fixing the river, you know, whether it's modifying the channel, improving it, uh, removing sediment. Uh, we need to protect our communities in a lot of other ways as well with flooding. Uh, farmland can be part of that, you know, overall fix um, to help with that. Um, and water storage being something that can not only help us greatly reduce the risk of a flooding disaster like we saw, but also help with the other side of the twin problems of too much and then too little water. Right, the low flow, the low flow issues. But, right. but you can't do any of that if you're locked in a court-led pro- lawsuit from the state. You Which can deal with that and you can get money for that from the feds and other sources if you're involved in a negotiation process a, a negotiated indian water rights settlement is what these right, are that, known that's, as that's that's they're known, they're known as indian water rights settlements and you're exactly right dylan there's it, it is frustrating being involved in a lot of these discussions because it does get bogged down in in those minute details and everybody going into their corner um, and, you know, the river, as we talked about, which a lot of people are pretty passionate about after last year's flood, is a perfect example of that. Um, you know, can we go to the extreme of just completely dredging the river? Probably not. Um, it would it would impair salmon if we were to just do a complete dredging. That, 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 and, and but I there are possibilities as far as improving the channel. Yes, there are possibilities of improving the channel if we're talking together and if we're discussing how can we you know, trade in this area and what do you need? And we need this over here. And, and, and right now those discussions are just kind of nibbling around the edges, if at all. 
And it's when we're working together and we're discussing that. And then we go to those who have the funding, like like there is a tremendous amount of funding available right now at the federal government level. If they hear us having those discussions, we're a lot more likely to be funded than if we're just locked in a, in a litig- litigatory process. That's what needs to change. And we need our state and local leadership to step up and say, this is what we want because this is going to get us to where we need to be. Well, and what Ramsey Krupp is telling us, as well as like Dan Keppen with the Family Farm Alliance and others, they're saying, look, nationally, the recent recently enacted infrastructure bill has potentially billions, yes. with a B, billions of dollars for the kinds of infrastructure improvements we need. Oh, yes. Not that, that we would necessarily get all, what is it, like $9 billion or something? It's not like we're going to need or get all of that, but if we can get part, because a lot of, I mean, we talk about some of these big fixes that are needed for the river and people, I think in some ways it's kind of overwhelming. Like, how would we ever pay for that? Well, it's not outside the realm of possibility. But no. if we're locked in a court battle and, and the courts are leading this process rather than the community via collaboration, we won't qualify all, for any of that money. And all that funding will go, including at the state, federal level, whatever, to you know going through the court process and paying lawyers a whole bunch of money to represent you know tribal and other interests instead yeah. of sitting down and saying, what is our solution? So we really need to be pushing that. This is something that the community needs to get on, get on board with because this this has the potential to provide more. I just heard of another one today that even in the new inflation was it reduction act that came mm-hmm. through, I, mm-hmm. I just saw this morning that there's e, there's even funding for this sort of stuff available through that. Yeah. So again, uh, yeah. almost all of that federal funding, if you're just locked in an adversarial court led process, and there aren't collaborative talks happening, you pretty much can't qualify to get any of that money. No, no, because uh, nobody's decided where the money can go yet. And that's what we need. I mean, after the disaster last November, and I think even to this day, different groups are saying, you know, where's the funding? Let's get some fixes going. Let's, you know, improve our infrastructure here. Let's never have a disaster. It's going to flood again, but let's never have a disaster like we had again. Exactly. And, And yet at the same time, the state is pushing a process that could potentially disqualify us in a lot of ways for almost all of the major, like the big time funding that we need to really do that. Yes. It's exactly very right. frustrating. Fred Lickle has been with us here on The Farming Show. He's executive director of Watkin Family Farmers. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Um, there are solutions. There is hope here. Will people embrace it and go embrace it and go with the tried and true process versus something that the state wants that has never really worked out for anybody anywhere, at least in the Western United States. That's the question right now. And also, will people continue to be suckered by these myths that opponents of this process continue to spread, that it won't achieve legal certainty, that it won't solve the problems, and it's not an actual solution? Absolutely not true. Uh, We're out of time. Fred, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Dylan. And we're going to continue to cover this and try to get as much detail going as possible. What can we get to work on as soon as possible to fix this water crisis here? Dr. John's Auto Clinic, located in Bellingham on Kentucky Street, is here for your auto repair and service needs. Trusted and affordable auto repair in Bellingham for over 25 years. Ask about their oil change and maintenance inspections. You can hear Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic every Saturday on In the Shop on Newstalk 790 KGMI. Or check out Dr. John's Auto Clinic at djautoclinic.com. 
and on Facebook for the latest in auto repair news. Dr. John's Auto Clinic, reliable, honest, and a part of this community for over 25 years. Did you know that many of your neighbors are struggling to keep food on the table? In an average year, Whatcom County Food Banks feed 3,500 local families weekly. Area food banks need your support now more than ever. The Feed the Need Community Food Drive supports local food banks. Team up with Industrial Credit Union and Cascade Radio Group to help fight hunger. A donation of just $10 can purchase $80 worth of food. Donate now through October 8th at Industrial Industrial Credit Union branches or online at industrialcu.org. This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the Upside. The Assistance League of Bellingham is a part of a national organization with 120 chapters throughout the United States. They are an all-volunteer 501c3, and their thrift and gift store on Meridian Street funds various programs throughout the year, such as their Summer Enrichment Scholarship Program for Whatcom County high school and middle school students to attend the summer programs of their choice. This summer, the Assistance League of Bellingham awarded $47,900. For more information on the Assistance League, visit assistanceleague.org slash Bellingham. The Upside is brought to you from a grant provided by Bayside Coin and Jewelry. They are the largest buyer and seller of gold and silver in the Northwest. Bayside Coin and Jewelry, Iowa Business Park. If you have good news to report, email it to us at the Upside at cascaderadiogroup.com. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. A properly operating furnace will guarantee that you stay comfortable as the seasons change. Contact West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric for a system inspection today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Will our community come together and solve our major water problems? Of course, it's been an ongoing topic of discussion on this program for, well, years now. Uh, And certainly last year added so much weight to these conversations with drought in August and September and then a devastating disaster, a a flooding disaster in November, underscoring in, in tragic form just how high the stakes are to solve our community's water crisis. Welcome back to The Farming Show. Dylan Honkoop here 
on KGMI. Glad you're here with us on, on a Saturday. So we've been talking about this a lot. And what's the state going to do? Where, where are they going to position themselves? What's our whole community going to do? As the farming community, we are, and, and I work for Whatcom Family Farmers, by the way, for folks who don't know that. As a farming community, we are calling for everyone in the community to come together in a collaborative process to reach some major solutions here that address a lot of big things that need to change to protect fish, to protect people from flooding, and to protect the future of farming. In the meantime, as we've said many times on this program, the state has a a different pathway. They have uh, been engaged in and been promoting an effort to uh, deal with, I guess I would say, just one of the many issues that need to be addressed, and that has to do with water rights. And the path that they've chosen is an incredibly lengthy and an incredibly costly legal process known as a water rights adjudication. The farming community thinks that's the wrong fit. It has a lot of problems with it. Uh, a lot of pitfalls, not just for farming, but for the entire community, pitfalls for fish, uh, and for flooding, etc. Joining me right now is the administrator of the Ag Water Board of Whatcom County, Henry Beerlink, uh, the Ag Water Board, and of pulling together the views and the the, the um, efforts of our local watershed improvement districts here in Whatcom County. And recently, Henry, um, you folks at the Ag Water Board sent a, a message to Olympia saying, you know, with all that's gone on as this has really come to a head over the last couple of years, you're still not hearing what you want to hear as far as, as the state's position on this. What What is the Ag Water Board saying to ecology right now? And I understand they've responded to this too, but first, what what was your message to them? Well, morning, Dylan. Yeah, it. Um, I we will. We have been at this for a long time, and I think the essence of our concern is ecology's change of um, change of how they're approaching some of these things. We've had a really, a really fairly positive relationship with ecology for thirty years, working on trying to solve these problems. And the last three years have been um, a significant change that um, really takes us in a place that we really. We, we, we know will be devastating for agriculture and devastating for the community because if uh, agriculture is um, hindered or it goes away, and, and I think that's always a huge threat in an area like this where we have population centers all around us. And yeah. We have many other ag counties and other places and valleys that have gone um, gone away because of the pressure of population growth and urban growth and rural sprawl and all those things face um just created a place where ag won't function anymore that's always underlying our concern about building a history building a place keeping a place where ag can be viable and an important part of the ag community important part of the entire community so we had um a discussion with uh, several of the high leaders of ecology who regulates a lot of the water right ideas um i mean the that is their part one of their tasks is water rights uh ministering them in the state we had a discussion, a very frank and good and uh, fruitful discussion. Um, we then uh, wrote a letter based on what we heard at that le- um, in that discussion, thanked them for being here, and really conveyed that issue of that um, our concern is not um, not you know certainly the cost and going to court and doing all those things are certainly not a way that we'd like to do things, but the the problem really is that they don't. 
the diagnosis of what they think will help uh, both fish and farming and everything else is is just wrong. Um, and that their insistence on moving towards this kind of a route, a legal route, f- focusing only on who has the right to have water when, um, ignores all those other things you just talked about. Flooding, um, habitat, uh, fish concerns, uh, water quality, all those other things are kind of just shoved to the side. And the focus would be solely on a water right adjudication, which would be a legal process in which all water users would be sued by the state and forced to try to prove how much water they've been using and whether or not they have the legal right to continue to use it. And then it would be ordered by who is the most senior. And when there's not enough water, if there ever is not enough water in a stream for fish or for farmers or any or for junior users would need to shut off until there's enough water so that the senior users are fully um, fully get, gets all their water that they need. If you figure that out, uh, you know that there's going to be that would be a traumatic change in how we do land use and everything else around in this county. And um, both the cities and farmers and anyone who uses water ought to be very concerned about yeah. taking that singular approach, which ecology didn't support for 30 years. And all of a sudden they, they want to. And um, it's a, we're challenging them on that. So, and we've been sharing this message for some time, just how harmful this whole process could be. And it's not the way to go. I know early on when, when we started making noise about this, sounding the alarm, um, one of the early responses is, well, farming community, uh, what do you suggest? What do you farmers think we, we should do? Um, you just want the status quo. And I think our response has been, no, absolutely we not. We see the problem with the status quo. Uh, things need to be done. And there is another way, right? How would you characterize what the correct solution is here? Well, I think that whenever you have um, disagreements and ways to try to figure out that how are we going to manage anything, whether it be a family or whatever it might be, it is meaning that we do sit down together and we talk about our values, what's important to us, what do we need to be able, we have to have in order to be able to exist, and then what can we compromise on so that we can we can all live together well. That's always been our strategy, and it's been, frankly, ecology strategy and most of our strategies around here for some time. It's been hard to do. We've made some successes in that regard, but we've always avoided trying to go to a strictly singular court action that somehow that would solve all these problems. And um, to watch ecology make that switch about three years ago was, uh, has been really disappointing. And the letter we got in response to our letter from Ecology just underlined that same strategy is that um, we, the only way we're going to solve these problems is to go through a 30, 40-year water right legal adjudication. And uh, the only reason farmers don't like it is because it's going to cost them some money. And that is just ridiculous. I mean, it's certainly nobody wants to spend money on lawyers and when we got better things to do with our resources. But... We are all about trying to figure out ways to um, solve it together, tribal interests, community interests, cities' interests, um, you know, the rural resident interests. And we've been part of every group that has had those kind of um, that kind of an approach for 30, 40 years. So there's been and some suggestion say, that, well, you know, others have, have left the table. Have, have farmers left the we've table? We've been at tables even when the tables didn't look like they were doing any good. Mm. Um, sometimes we really question whether it's what the time is worth our time, but 
farmers have supported our involvement in those kind of ta- all those tables for 40 years. And um, that hasn't changed and it won't change. Henry Beerling, the administrator of the Ag Water Board of Whatcom County, is on the farming show with us right now. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. Um, you know, I've been outspoken about this issue uh, for some time and certainly of late, you know, I've had uh, uh, some opinion pieces uh, published in, in local media and I've been interviewed um, and and even to the point where, you know, recently the, the Center Square uh, interviewed me about this issue and then went to Ecology for some responses to some of the things, because I, I was echoing some of these things that you've been saying as well, Henry, saying, why, why aren't we collaborating? Why aren't we focusing on that? Um, there have been some disturbing things that we've discovered via public records requests where Ecology not only um, was, you know, going down apparently with blinders, on down this path of, of uh, legal water rights adjudication, but also doing things behind the scenes to try to hinder our community coming together and, and specifically a process known as the solutions table, trying to hinder that and, and opposing funding to support those efforts to collaborate. They're saying, and I just would like to get your response to this, they're saying to some of the accusations I made about that, well, the only way we can do some of these other big solutions that you farmers are saying that we need, like getting more water in the streams to begin with, protecting fish, um, infrastructure, et cetera, et cetera, the only way we can do that is if we have an adjudication to, to hash out the water rights first. You, you, you're saying that's not true. Correct. Um, that it is certainly an issue that we are figuring out. An adjudication could be helpful in some ways, in some kind of isolated ways, and in, and in other ways, um, you know, moving water around, change, knowing legally who for sure has water so that we could do some of those things. There's an argument that they have that I won't say is dead wrong. I just would say that it's so singular in its approach on one little item of, of the bigger picture of water management that we all have to deal with, which includes flooding and um, all these other issues we've mentioned about habitat, fish, you know, um, w- w- drainage, you name it. Um, all those, and especially, like I mentioned, the land use about being able to make sure that we can ensure a strong ag base that has to have in order to be viable here. Um, they ignore all that and figure out that um, this, this adjudication, which could help in once, you know, I would say a tenth of the issue, ignore 90% of the issue. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's sort of a, how in the world do you feel that that would solve the problem? Um, and it, it, and it, I would also say it's not a necessary ingredient. There are other ways that we can result, get to that point where we can legally know how, who has what water? It, adjudication is one path. It isn't the only path. Yeah, they're, they're saying, they're characterizing it as the only way, and this must be done right. to accomplish any of these other things. Not true. Um, to be, I mean, We can get into a lot of details of why that's not true. Yeah. But there are many other yeah. places have tried much better and more productive ways to do this than a, than a state water right adjudication. What was your reaction to the, the public records that, that showed some of these internal conversations, internal emails from Ecology actually taking steps, at least early on, to say, uh, no, let's try to do what we can to block uh, efforts to bring the, the, the Nooksack Basin community 
communities together to to, to collaborate on this. I, I know I was I was troubled uh, by some of the things that were said, particularly you know false suggestions that a, a process involving collaboration toward a, some kind of negotiated settlement would not be enforceable by state law and that it would not look out for tribal interests and some of these things that I viewed as just simply not true. Well, I shared some of your concern, and I and I do believe that it's probably some individuals within ecology that were voicing some of their personal interests, personal ways of looking at that. That it, I don't think everyone at ecology is all on the same page. Yeah. I, in fact, I, I I'm sure that's not true. And you know, just like farmers, that we're not all always on the same page all the guy every time. Um, you know, so those some of those isolated discussions, I think, are you know, tip off a little bit about how some of the people feel in ecology, and and it's certainly um, you know, is very disappointing because again, I think they just don't understand how this solution uh, adjudication would be imposed upon this community and what the ramifications of that would be. Um, we've got a long history of knowing what well, what it's like to deal with water rights here. Yeah. We have a problem here. We've always said we had a problem here. We have a lot of farmers that have inadequate water rights, some without any water rights. Uh, there's reasons why that occurred. Um, we can't, and it's not always just our fault. Uh, we yeah. will take some care of the blame. But it's not, you know, they, for many years, ecology kind of ignored water law. We, most of us here probably didn't even know we needed water rights for wells. Yeah. Uh, I think they understood that we needed it for streams, but for wells um, that were, uh, right. you know, it, things, have ha- things have had to change. And, uh, and we are willing to change. Uh, we're not willing to go to um, be sacrificed, um, unwilling, you know, without any good reason. Um, to lose our agricultural base based on um, this idea that we could solve it through a water right adjudication. So that, you know, one of the, again, one of the common uh, refrains that that can be heard is that, well, farmers just want to protect the status quo. You're saying that's not true. What about this, this um, idea that I've seen more recently, people saying, well, we've tried to do this whole settlement thing in the past and it didn't work. Uh, so what makes you think that uh, collaborating uh, toward a negotiated settlement is going to work this time? Uh, we've tried that. It doesn't work. So now we've got to go to court. Well, I think anybody who says that hasn't looked at what the set, that's what we've done in the past. We have, you know, it's been frustratingly slow. Um, so, and there are, I, I would never say it hasn't worked. We have done a number of different things together with the tribes, with the county, with the PUD cities. And done some very constructive things, and moved in a direction that would lead, that would get us to the point where we all want to be. This has been a huge change, and it's changed our relationship with um, the tribes, uh, and uh, and some of the stresses with some of the cities, uh, you know, at least with Bellingham, and not so much with the smaller cities. They're kind of, I think, they understand the situation. Um, we're, we're, we would want to, we want to go back to where we were and stay, keep moving in the right direction, even though we know it takes time, but, um, to be able to jump on this idea that somehow it isn't worked and we're going to solve it this way is uh, frankly quite ridiculous. Well, and, and, in my perspective and correct me if I'm wrong, but things have changed significantly since the last, you know, couple of efforts in earnest to move towards a, a collaborative you know settlement process um mm-hmm. in that you know especially this flood and the drought and 
um, a lot of these issues now have really brought this to a head in a way that it wasn't in the 90s and even in the early 2000s. And you were involved with all of that. You know, I, I wasn't even plugged in at that point. Um, so you could speak more more in depth to, to the significance of that. But it didn't have the impetus then that we do now. Indeed. And I would also add to the fact that, you know, the ag community had and the evidence of what we've been engaged in is the formation of all these what we call WIDs, their irrigation districts. All of the farmers are taxing themselves to work on these issues together. We provided an entity, a legal entity that we can that can sign agreements and work on things together. It doesn't have to be every landowner working on it themselves. All these kind of things pre- create the framework for not only getting solutions, but then implementing and legalizing those solutions. So the framework is there. We built all these things over the years, and it's taken time, but we've got there. And now to just throw it away and head down this route is, um, well, it's really discouraging, (laughs) to be quite honest. Now, Ecology has, though, said that they support, and this has kind of been a a shift from what they said earlier on, when they openly opposed funding for a so-called solutions table, something to foster the, the collaboration needed to move toward a settlement here in the Nooksack Basin. They opposed the funding for that. It in ev- or it anyway got funded regardless. Um, now they have at least paid lip service to the idea that, that they want to support in some fashion collaboration. What's what's needed next? And, and do they mean it? Or you're voicing frustration like maybe they need to prove it. Well, I, I do think that they have two minds, um, and that, that's not so surprising. I, I don't know that they've ever been, you know, ecology professional position has ever been to oppose any kind of collaboration, because in fact, we've been they've been funding and helping us on a lot of these projects over the years to try to get there. So that has been their modus operandi for many years. And as I mentioned, why three, four years ago that switched towards the we throw up our hands and now we're going to go to an adjudication and feel like that's the white way to solve things has been mystifying. But I think they're still, they're honest. I think they would like to see collaboration, uh, but they have committed to this idea of adjudication and they're unwilling to rethink it, even in light of all the evidence that we presented them. Is this something that Whatcom County could say, uh, let's get going, Let, let's start meeting uh, regardless, let's start bringing people to the table? Yeah, I think that we have some key partners, and we have developed a lot of partners here already, but there are three of them that um, that need to kind of weigh in. One is Whatcom County. The other is City of Bellingham and the PUD. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been all friends and good reporters for us over the years, but all kind of neutral on this whole idea of an adjudication. And uh, they need to um, they need to come to the point where they understand what that in, what the circumstances are going to be because of an adjudication and commit fully to the solutions table or the implementation of the watershed resource uh, watershed management board, whatever it is. I, I don't care what you call it or how you structure it. Yep, but yep. the point has to be that we have to work out these things outside of the court process and then go to the court 
to certify all the things that we agree on. We've always had it down that direction. This is now turning us around and saying we're going to court first, and then um, hopefully then we'll develop some sort of a collaboration out of that. That that isn't that is not the way it needs to go. Um, anybody who's been through adjudication in recent years can tell you the same thing. Especially the Yakima people and everything. Yeah. They've said that you know adjudication has created so much pain and anguish that they finally had forced people to the solutions table. Um, we are ready there. Um, all we need is to get everybody else together and work at that discussion. Um, we don't need to go through the pain and anguish that a lot of these other adjudicated areas had to. Henry Beerlink, administrator of the Ag Water Board of Whatcom County with us here on the Farming Show this morning on KGMI. Henry, thanks for your time and, and your ongoing, I mean, you've been you've been working on these issues for decades. Um, thank you for, for your efforts uh, to keep this at the forefront. Anytime. I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity to, to speak to it. Thanks, Dylan.